for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are live again with another live and amplified livecast. I'm still in Waco. Nothing's changed, but you're you're just seeing me a lot more frequently now. But um, right now, we have a very special guest all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. We have uh, Nick Day. How's it going today, Nick? How's it going? Just hanging out. uh, How are you surviving the uh, pandemic? and all that fun um i'm surviving i guess just like the best way just pushing pushing out the creative process as much as i can um taking it easy at the same time since like i'm just basically i'm out of work right now and just waiting for things to move forward like everyone else uh what do you do for work when when you are um, I do a few things. So I work for Live Nation. I do production running for them, uh, DoorDash, and then I do like freelance, uh, freelance like film uh, scoring, mm-hmm. uh, beat making producer, just the whole creative role. Nice, awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you originally from Nashville, or where are you from originally? Um, I grew up in Virginia, Northern okay. Virginia, but. Um, I went, I lived in Chicago for like five or six years before moving to Nashville. I actually just moved to Nashville in September. Okay, cool. I, now that you mentioned it, I did see that on your Facebook page that you went to, or uh, that you went to school in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and did you actually like live in the city or did you live in one of the suburbs? I lived in the city basically. Um, yeah, my first year I grew up, or not grew up, um, my first year I dormed uh, downtown mm-hmm. gotcha. and then uh, just lived in like some of the other outskirt neighborhoods. Gotcha. Chicago's where I'm from. So. Oh, really? Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw that, I was like, huh, I wonder how that fits into the whole story. So, I, yeah, like it's like definitely a part of me. Like I spent some really formative years there. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so do you, and you said you were born and raised Virginia. Do you still have family over there? Yeah. Both my parents live there. Cool. Um, So let's start from the beginning. Uh, What originally got you interested in music? Um, I'd say the sound of the guitar. Um, It just, it just spoke to me, I guess. Um, and I picked it up and I just, I played guitar for a long time and I just kept going with that until I started singing and then singing was my main thing. And I, it just always just made sense to me. I think like since I started learning music, it was just like, that's what I was doing. Uh, my parents were pretty supportive of it. They pushed me to do it. and. They still do, so. Gotcha. Were, was anybody else in your family a musician? Um, not 
not a career musician. Like, um, I'm Indian, so my grand my grandparents would sometimes play uh, musical instruments around the house, like a, like the sitar. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what's who would you say some of your um, musical influences are? Um, starting out, um, the band Iron Maiden for sure. They're my first uh, first concert. But right now, uh, the nineteen seventy five um, Beatles. Um, I have to go check out 1975 now because you are officially the third person in the last 24 hours that has mentioned them specifically. Oh, they're great. They're great. They're they're guitar-driven pop rock music, um, but they're they like to just go outside the box, I think, and really bring in the whole electronic side, which I love. Nice. Um, But the Beatles and then uh, there's this hip-hop group called Brockhampton. Okay. That I'm really into. Nice. And is that the kind of feel that you go for with your music or what what's the feel that your music style has? Um it's def um because I started out in rock, I think that's always going to be like the foundation. Mm-hmm. But I grew up on Bollywood music. Okay. And I think that comes into a lot like uh when I'm producing, I try to add uh like tablas and just like a lot of Indian percussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so a mix of like that, but something to groove to, something to like rock to, something to swing. Yeah. I ran across some Bollywood music not too long ago, like just like the whole Bollywood style. And it's really like, I, I have like no history of listening to Bollywood music. Like I just, somebody sent me something and I listened to it and I was like, Oh, that's, really cool and like just definitely feel like there's a elements that could be implemented in different genres of music so that's really cool yeah it's very poppy i guess Mm -hmm. but it's not because it has the whole eastern scale in it yeah absolutely i remember when i was out in new mexico i lived out in new mexico for four years and we'd always get like the foreign tourists that would come through because it's like oh, I live in Roswell, New Mexico. Let's go see the alien, you know, let's go see the alien. So we'd always get the most random from like, you know, Northern Africa, like a lot of those countries. Really? You know, we get so like a lot of Asian countries and stuff like that. And one day I was sitting at the one of the local coffee shops and a guy from India comes walking in. I don't think he was, had been in India for a while just because his accent, was very hard you I didn't hardly notice his accent so I think it had been a while since he had been to India and he was asking if anybody if there's a local music shop to fix his seat uh, his sitar because he had snapped something or broke mm-hmm. something and it was just like oh, there's not really a music shop here like especially one that would know how to fix that you know but no that's really cool um and then so what was it about Nashville that kind of drew your attention? Um, a few things. Uh, in Chicago, I was lacking music friends. Okay. Um, the school I went to was a predominantly film school. Mm. Um, and that's great. Like, that was a that was really important part of, of my life. And, like, some of my best friends are in the whole film industry. 
Um, but I was just like missing something and I didn't have any like collaborators. So um, some of my friends who went to Berkeley, um, they said they were going to Nashville mm -hmm. and just things were kind of like slowing down in Chicago. A lot of people were going out to LA after college or just, yeah. or Seattle. It was Seattle or LA for the most part. Yeah. That's so I was, I'm not like, I'm not necessarily trying to go to LA maybe in the future. I don't really know, but I just thought like something different would be the work. So they said they're going to Nashville mm -hmm. and I was just like, okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. go to Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Cause I went to, uh, I went to Southern Illinois university for film or mm -hmm. well, cinema photography, you know, but whatever it was film. Um, and a lot of, a lot of the people that it was really interesting. A lot of the people that I went to school with just didn't do anything with the degree. Like once they graduated from school, they went and became a CPA or went into construction or whatever their normal job was. But there was a handful of people that went out to LA or they went to St. Louis and just kind of made it work. And I'm like, yeah, it, yeah, that was really interesting. That was really interesting because it's like a lot of these people that were talking about, oh, I love film and this is what I want to do. And then I talked to them two years later and they're working, you know. Yeah, that's like, I, I get it's hard. Um, and um, I don't know what it's like to be a cinematographer. Yeah. But I hear um, right now Atlanta is the place to go for yeah. film. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of money there. I've had a few, like I met a lot, a lot of the film friends that I have now, I met while I was out in New Mexico because Albuquerque was booming and then it hit like a little wall. And mm -hmm. now that Netflix is starting to build out their studios there, it's going to hit another boom period. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, they shot the Independence Day sequel out there. They shoot Better Call Saul and all that stuff out there, you know. So they definitely have their lineage. And so I met a lot of film people out there. And even them, like, they still go out to L.A. and they're making a killing or they go out to Atlanta, you know. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but no, it, it was... That was the one thing that was always really interesting to me about film students is the ones that couldn't hang, or I guess that's a really brutal way to put it, but. I, I know what you mean. I was like, I was one time in an Uber with my roommate who was a film student and um, the guy basically uh, just like told him to quit film at the end of the conversation. It was like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I was just like, I don't know. That's funny. I, I mean, Maybe back in the early 2000s, that would have been relatively sound advice. But right now, there's just so much open market space. Like, as long as you have the creative passion and the know-how, like, even on your cell phones, like, you got your cell totally, phone. Totally, totally, yeah. We fil I filmed a promo on just an iPhone. Oh, wow. And I used, um, just used some iPhone app and iMovie. Uh, when I was first, because once I graduated film school, I went into um, news 
or commercial production. So that's, that was kind of my segue out of the film industry. I went and started doing commercial production and that's what I do right now to help support the live and amplified deal. Right. Um, and one of the very first commercials I shot with the uh, first uh, job that I got, we had such an old antiquated camera. Like it was still shot on a mini DV tape that I went out and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I grabbed my phone and I shot the entire commercial on my phone. And they're like, that looks really bad. Like it looks good, like visually the commercial, but just having somebody sit here and shoot on their phone makes you look really bad. And I'm like, I know, but this phone's going to get you a lot better quality than that standard definition, you know, mini tape thing will. I mean, uh, Lady Gaga and Selena Gomez, they did, they both did music videos on, on an iPhone. Yeah. And even nowadays, like, they've got the uh, lens kits for the iPhones, mm-hmm. which is really funny and interesting. Yeah, and you can get, um, what do you call them, gimbals? Yep. Uh, when you went to film school, what did you specifically study? I was in the music program. Okay. Yeah. It, it's an art school, but the biggest program is the film school and that that was just the group of people i really clicked with gotcha oh yeah you went to uh columbia then right mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah i never really thought about going there because when i went to college originally i wasn't going to film school like i wasn't gonna i like video production and film production wasn't on my radar mm-hmm. and then once i got my two-year degree i transferred down to southern illinois and i was like Oh, I guess film is a thing I can do. So, yeah, that's always interesting. Uh, Columbia, Columbia is what it is. Uh, you know, when I went there, I was learning a lot for the first half. Yeah. And the second half, I just stopped learning. And just some, like, some stuff happened. I um I got sick and I had to, like, take a semester off and ended up becoming, like, a year off. And it was just, like... At that point, I was just like, all right, I got to get my degree, and I didn't feel like transferring. Mm-hmm. But, like, hindsight, I do wish I went somewhere else, maybe, like, Roosevelt in Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a weird school. And I, I think a lot of my friends, a lot of alumni from that school will say the same thing. Like, they'll, they'll probably just, like, tear, tear Columbia to shreds. It's not cool. it, it was funny because I just remember bitching and moaning about all the – stuck up film students at southern i can only imagine what it was like at uh, that's what i hear too <laughs> i have no idea there, there was like some drama i heard like just within like the school like itself and then the film department and then people i knew it, it it's all fun and games until like someone gets hurt and yeah. like people's like names get tarnished and it's yeah. just like whoa yeah. like i'm gonna take a step back and like hide behind I got you. How did your time at Columbia impact your musical, uh, your music ability, your music style? You know, how did it impact your music? Oh, a lot, honestly. Um, So before going to Columbia, I was a straight like metal post hardcore kind of kid, you know. Um, And going to Columbia, I just all my friends listened to hip hop and R and B and that just became a big influence of the time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now that is re- that really comes through with my production. Mm-hmm. But um, as a musician itself, I didn't know how to read music. I didn't know any music theory. I I honestly like didn't even know what like a time signature like how to count beats in a bar until I went to music school and just music school taught me like these little things that are just basic and became my foundation. So I take the things I learned my first two years at Columbia, like every day when I'm, when I'm producing, when I'm writing for myself, or when I'm writing for a client, I, yeah, just like every part of music, just like different scales, um, rhythms, um, just practicing a metronome, like, honestly, like, I, I didn't, I don't even think I knew what a metronome was before going to college. I, I was just, like, saying I was a musician, which I was, but, like, I, I couldn't hold a conversation, and I couldn't really do much. If I, if I hadn't gone to music school, I'd, I don't think I would be doing this because I wouldn't be able to keep up with Mm -hmm. other people. So essentially you're saying music school kind of gave you the foundation of basic knowledge that you needed? Yeah. Cool. Um, And we had talked about this a little bit before we had uh, turned the stream on, Um, but you got some new music coming out. You got a new music video. Yeah. Um, Last month I put out a single called rain. Okay. And, um, we shot a music video for it before uh, the quarantine happened. Um, and I think it was like a week before the Nashville tornadoes. Um, so that has finally gone finished up and it's uh, premiering on space on travel uh, either tomorrow or on Saturday. Um, they have not told me exactly when, but gotcha. yeah. And, uh, as far as the video goes, how much creative input, did you have or how like outside I had a lot um but I had um I had my friend uh he plays bass for me mm-hmm. he uh wanted to take a strong creative role on it and I trust him a lot he helped me produce rain um so he did uh most of the directing on that mm-hmm. actually and then um there's uh like a collective group called the vibe in they handle like they do like artists uh they're like an artist retreat I guess and they have a cinematographer uh, working for them. So uh, it, the music video was hosted at their space and uh, their cinematographer filmed it. And then I um, actually hired um, this guy from Spain to edit it for it. He, um, his name is Audrey, uh, Audrey Garcia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, uh, he's, he's pretty new and pretty small, but I just ended up finding him and he edited it for me. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um... And then how, or did you kind of go in with the, when you first uh, released the song, did you go in with the intent of doing a music video for it or did it just get really well received and thought? No, I didn't go in to the intent, go in with the intent of uh, putting a music video in. I didn't even like, when I wrote Rain, I didn't intend on like putting a full production on it. So this song is just, um, it's gotten a lot of really good feedback that I was and still am surprised about. Um, yeah, so 
uh, Jake, my friend uh, who directed the music video, and Austin who filmed it, they heard the song and said they wanted to film a music video. There should be a music video. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, I'm not really trying to do too much for it. Like, I was, I wasn't that committed to it, but a lot of people liked, it and I figured, why not just do it? Yeah, and it was fun. It was fun. Um, like all of us just hanging. It was basically just like a good kickback and just pretending to like be rock stars in this room. Um, we did a lot of like artistic cuts with it, where like um, we filmed performing the song in one angle, and then we switched up the uh, the instruments and like who uh, positions of everybody. So like on like the downbeat of each cut, it just switches up, and then it's got the VHS effects and glitches in it. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, and just because I'm a camera nerd, uh, do you remember what kind of camera you guys used on that? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Figured I'd ask, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I, I would usually know this, but I don't know uh, this guy's particular setup. It was really minimal. I know that. Cool. Um, and then, so with the single Rain, and now you got a music video coming out is the intent to do work towards like an EP or, or an LP, or are you going to just kind of keep doing singles for a while? Um, I don't really know. Um, I'm going to keep doing singles, but I guess I've kind of written in like groups of three. Mm-hmm. So I had an EP come out in October and that was a three song EP. Um, and then the original plan was to do a two part record. Mm-hmm. And now it's been a while, so it's just like up in the air. So uh, the next single, original single I'll release will probably be like a two-part thing. So EP, but kind of a single, mm-hmm. kind, kind of a mixture. I feel like everyone's doing the single thing, but yeah. there's a kind of like, there's a thing when like you have like a collection of songs mm-hmm. that I wanted to move on. Like I feel like... Uh, rain and the next two songs uh by me that are going to come out um they really flow well together because in, in my life they that they, they just flowed well together they were very concurrent at the time okay. yeah gotcha that's cool that's awesome um and then as for what's kind of your creative process when you sit down to write music um I usually sit down in my home studio and I I write all the time, but everything I write doesn't necessarily make it. Mm-hmm. It's more of a practice. So sometimes there'll be something that just works and I'll mm-hmm. keep following it. And then if I start writing lyrics to it, that's usually, I know it'll be a song, but I always sit down at a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing I'll do. I'll sit down on a computer and open up my my doll, and I will usually start with a loop, an eight bar loop, and just keep going from there. And usually the song writes itself in my head. Um, I just have this feeling where it needs to go here, and I always want to mix uh, my my alternative influence, but have the heavy soul R&B hip hop influence come in. Um, I really like to do that with my vocals and with my percussion. Um, And then I'll just have the alternative stuff kind of be more lyrically or 
uh, compositionally, like when it comes to structure of the song. Um, I used to start out on guitar all the time, but for the last year or two, I've been mostly a, like a synth player mm-hmm. when it comes to writing. Yeah. So kind of like right. the electronics. Is there anything you're doing right now to kind of challenge yourself musically or expand your music? Um, yeah, I just got a subscription to Splice. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it, but uh, for the people that don't know. Right, yeah. Um, basically what it is, it's a subscription service to a bunch of samples that like, a bunch of people uh, written. Uh, Scott Storch has some. He did a bunch of like the early 90s and 2000s like pop music stuff he has some sample packs and stuff like that and i just start out with a loop from there and um they'll have a key signature and a bpm to it and i'll load that in and i'll just write over that and i'll bring other samples from splice that's been my biggest like inspiration source lately mm-hmm. cool is uh and then what about learning new instruments are you learning to play new instruments or anything like that or um i any aspirations to at least yeah i mean i i think the next instrument i want to learn is a brass instrument maybe saxophone um that would be the most different instrument i have in my arsenal um because of technology i can almost play any instrument with like a keyboard and my DAW and just go in there but because I'm left-handed and I don't know if you know this but left-handed guitars are like double the price for some reason oh, and I, I'm trying to like I think left-handed string instruments in general are more expensive yeah because I've been trying to pick up a left-handed uh, uh, fiddle violin and it's like twice as expensive yeah. as everything oh, and violins are already so expensive yeah oh uh, i i played uh i played viola in middle school and orchestra and i just had to play right-handed like there's no way i was gonna get a left-handed um but yeah so uh right when the uh shelter in place started i saw a bass guitar a left-handed bass guitar for uh, like half the price that i normally see it so i Picked up a bass, so I'm. That's the instrument I'm learning right now. Nice. Um, and yeah. Pretty much self-teaching yourself that one. Yeah. Um. I mean, I watch tutorials on YouTube just to so I can get a feel of how a bass player would write. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I I could play it like a guitar player, but that's kind of like the beauty of taking it. Um. Just to help myself and to help whoever uh wants help from me, I can start playing like a bass player and be able to hold my own in the conversation of it. Yeah, I got you. Understood. Um, and then as far as uh, obviously shows and stuff right now are canceled and all that fun stuff. Um, what are you experimenting with like live streaming and all that stuff as far as like doing virtual shows? Um, not yet. I want to, but I'm still trying to feel it out. I want to see uh, how other people are doing it. I think it's still new because when I do it, I want to be as artistic as possible. I want to, um, I want to incorporate like a visual with it. And then also like some groups in my band, they're taking, uh, the isolation very seriously. So 
we're waiting for testing to uh, more testing to happen. Um, I have an autoimmune deficiency, so I'm also taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm waiting for things to slow down a little bit before I start live streaming. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. As as terms of um, actual live performances, um, I had a few, I had a few gigs in Chicago and uh, through the Midwest, just getting set up, but obviously it's canceled now. Yeah. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part about all this. And then, you know, not I'm not necessarily uh, at higher at risk, but my I know a couple people in my family are because they just went through um, various medical treatments, and so their immune mm-hmm. system isn't quite as strong. And you know, so I'm very aware of the fact that being higher at risk like that. You know, you got to take stuff like this a little bit more seriously. Um, But yeah. um, So where you're releasing the first song of like three songs to kind of make a a little EP or three singles to release. Um, how, How have you kind of processed how you're going to release the songs like pick the order and all that stuff like was there a thought process behind it or did you just um not really a thought process it was just whatever song uh we wanted to uh record first Mm -hmm. and what was ready to push um this one rain uh it was the last song i wrote for the EP collection, mm-hmm. um, but it's the first song I re- uh, released for it just because it was just really well received and the final product just came out so fast. Yeah. Um, the other two songs um, took a little bit more. They're still they're, they're done, but you know, there's just some, some tweaking that needs to be done. Hmm. And you, all three of the, obviously all three of the songs kind of tell one bigger story. Like I, think, co- I think they just like talk about uh, my life and my surroundings at the time. Not necessarily a story, but just okay. what was going on. Um, the current EP was um, written about the last two years of my time at Chicago. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and did you go into like a proper studio to record these or did you record these yourself at your, um, I record, um, them myself. Okay. Um, but then, um, I take everything and I usually go into like a home studio, um, run. Um, I, I usually work with, um, this guy named Drew Polovic. He's in this band called Friday Pilots Club. I don't know if you know them. I've, I've seen their name pop up a couple of times. Yeah, they're, they're Chicago. So I work with him really closely uh, with my music. But when I moved to Nashville, I started working with this uh, dude named Matt Bolton. And he also he uh, has a home studio. Drew has an actual studio. And then uh, Matt has a home studio that he works out of. Yes. So, mm-hmm. And so you still go back to Chicago relatively regularly when there's I, not a... I try to. Yeah, yeah, I try to. I love Chicago. I, like, if there's, like, a way uh, in the future where I can move back, I will. Yeah. I'm, I miss it. Yeah. Well, you see, people ask me that all the time, if I miss Chicago. And it's like, no, I really don't. Like, 
that the city is well and to be fair i didn't i grew up in the south chicago heights which is like mm-hmm. south like south city limits like we'll, we'll go that far it's yeah like, and um it was just kind of like a completely different energy and i could definitely see where living in the actual city was a completely different experience but i, I also I also don't really like living in the city. Like I'm, I'm more of a. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. I lived in Avondale, and okay. that's kind of why I moved to Nashville too, just because I like the city, but I don't like being in the city, mm-hmm. in, like in the city, city. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I lived there, I lived in Avondale, and that was very neighborly and cool, but it was also easy to access. Um, you know, I say I miss it a lot, but I just know if like I went back, I'd be like, I hate the traffic. I hate, yeah. I hate the drivers. Uh, people are so aggressive there. Um, I, I remember the last time I went, like, I, because it's weird. Like I went through Chicago, like the last time I really went through Chicago, I was going from Kentucky. I was going to visit family. And then I was going to move up to like North Dakota. I was going to go move to North Dakota. This was like my, like I went from Kentucky. I stayed in Chicago for a week. And this was like my, like right around when I graduated college. And I just remember driving through the city and I'm looking and this guy's driving like a complete asshole and just flicking everybody off because they're in his way. And then it's like, welcome to Chicago, baby. (laughs) Pretty much. And I'm like, Man, I do not miss this traffic. I do not want to be here right now. Just get me out of the city, you know. But totally, I I feel that on a personal level. Yeah, like the the things I miss are like I don't know. It's I miss the pizza. The pizza, yes, miss the pizza. They just opened up a Geno's East in Nashville, nice. But I can't try it yet. Yeah, supposedly. Out in West Texas, there's a grocery store that sells frozen Geno's East. Which I go out to West Texas quite frequently. So it's like if I yeah. can figure out where that grocery store is, yeah. I might have to go pick one up just to try it. For sure. I've had the frozen Geno's pizzas and they're pretty good. Okay. Um, the, I also know that Geno's will ship you a pizza mm-hmm. if you go on their website. Yeah. Gino's, Lou Malnati's, and maybe Giordano's does as well. I yeah, think. probably, probably. Yeah. It was funny, though. Like, I came here in Waco, where I'm at currently, and there's another guy that I work with. He's from Chicago as well, and we were just sitting there talking about pizza, and he was like, yeah, every year I order, like, the big – Taste of Chicago, Gino's East, Lou Malnati's pizza combo, whatever it is. Um, if you ever want one, just let me know and I'll 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 let you or I'll let you buy one off me just so you don't have to pay like 150 bucks for six pizzas or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Um and we were sitting there talking about pizza and somebody from from Texas came in and was like, Oh, you guys are from Chicago? Do you guys like home run in pizza? Or like some really generic, like something that says Chicago style (laughs) box, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever met anybody 
from Chicago that's ever actually eaten that pizza. I I gotta tell you something. I totally agree with you, but my friend he would uh, have a charcoal barbecue and put a home run pizza on it, and it it is something else with the charcoal taste. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that because I mean, growing up, like especially playing like baseball and stuff in South Chicago when we'd go to the concession stand afterwards, that's probably what they were feeding us was home probably. run. Yeah. Home run probably. pizzas. Yeah. But, um, uh, what's it called? Beggars pizza. That too. Oh, yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, yes. The, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Boy, I, I think I just had a pizza coma or I just put myself into a pizza coma over that one. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, that's the, that's like the one thing. And then like baseball, like growing up, watching baseball, you know. But I go to the uh, Bears tailgates a lot and watch the Bears games and um, try to watch the Hawks games. I went to one Hawks game, um, and that was like going to a concert. It was um, the Hawks versus the Dallas Stars. And uh, That's the only – I went to a – when I was like – Back in the late '90s, that was the only Hawks game I've ever been to. They were playing the Dallas. Really, um, it was also my first hockey game, mm-hmm. and it was such an experience. It was it was like a concert. Uh-huh. I've never been to like a sporting uh, event where it, it felt like that. Um, but there was like this weird rivalry because um, a player on the Dallas Stars he was on the Hawks uh, mm-hmm. the year before, and he, there was just like, oh man. I, Who's who's gonna win? Who's really Chicago? You know all this stuff. Yeah, um, it's just so funny. I work um, when I when I lived in Chicago. I worked at the United Center a lot, and okay. that place they will flip that place upside down for oh, yeah. everything. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's a cool place. The catering's pretty decent too. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. It, you know, I was really big into hockey when I was younger. And then when I went to high school, I I started having to evaluate where my time went. And hockey just was like, man, I I can't do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I can watch enough baseball to stay, like, conversational in what's going on in the season. But, like, during the winters, it's football all the time. Like, it doesn't matter. I am not, like, necessarily, like – well versed in sports Mm -hmm. but i do enjoy like playing and sometimes watching like i'd rather just play so like and that's why like that hockey game was so like crucial because i've never like felt like that at a sport yeah in the united center that like going to the united center in and of itself is an experience because it's in as are most sporting venues in Chicago, it's not always in the best part of town. Yeah, I used to live pretty close to that at one point. Mm-hmm. I totally so, agree. It is it is a weird neighborhood. Yeah, um, but it it is getting a lot better now. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you when the last time, but it is uh, getting a lot better. It's been oh shit! I it, the last time I've been. I haven't been to the United Center in about 10 years, so I, I'm not 100%. Okay, yeah. So when – yeah, so 10 years ago, like, it was, like, the projects. Yeah. Um, 
when I lived there, it was not the projects, but it was still a little, little sketchy, I guess. Yeah. I wasn't too bothered by it, but yeah. I was also kind of just like, I go to school, go home kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, my neighbor got like robbed at gunpoint, like right outside her house. So actually, yeah, it, it was, um, it, it's going to, in like 10 years, it's going to be a nice neighborhood. I guarantee. Um, well, I mean, especially since they're putting a whole bunch of money into like all the stuff going on sporting wise and they're putting a whole bunch of money into the city. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how, Chicago will be after because they have that new mayor. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- interested to see like after this pandemic. Like, I don't know if you've seen the memes, but she's like she's like standing at at the lakeshore, just like stopping people from going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen those memes. That's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, people were just like. Like after like a like the first week of the shelter in place, people were still going to the lake, you know, doing their run and stuff like that. So she got police barricades and she herself went there and just stood there. So now like the whole meme is just like her face like this. And then like she has like a huge, like huge uh suit that just does not fit her well. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But I I think she's doing a good job with like keeping people serious. I saw a tweet where tweet by a twitter called like the city of chicago and said it's friday what are you guys doing tonight and then she quotes the tweet and says you better not be doing anything (laughs) that's funny (laughs) that is very funny you know and that's very chicago like that's a very chicago mayor like it's funny that's very funny um so how 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 long did you say you've been in Nashville? Just since September. Okay. Yeah. And how what's your experience been like so far in Nashville? Um I definitely have to say it's I want to be as accurate as possible when I say this. I w- okay. it's very it's not as artsy as Chicago. Uh-huh. But in terms of music it is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's, I stepped into a whole other planet when it comes to music. Um, I wish there was, I, or, you know, I've only been there for like less than a year, so I don't know, but um, I wish there was more like of a hip hop or R&B scene. Mm-hmm. Um, most, it's mostly like pop and singer songwriting, but mm-hmm. the musicians I've met are just unbelievably talented and very humble um the music scene in chicago was very difficult to handle mm-hmm. um i felt like there were two parts there where one part was really really good but very exclusive and then the other part was not not the best not necessarily bad but not the best very low quality and very clicky i think like yeah i i i have a cover of uh tracy chapman's fast car mm-hmm. and i played a show and i got boo i got like i got ha- heckled on stage for playing that song wow. if that makes sense so <sighs> chicago's ruthless man yeah yeah that's funny um but like g- just like going out 
in Chicago, if you go out, you go out to a club, you, you see a DJ. Mm-hmm. But in Nashville, you see a band. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. But it's it Nashville music scene is like I have to like give it to them. They do a great job with locals, the nationals. Um we saw we saw Maggie Rogers playing just like at a like a showcase one day. Oh wow. It was amazing. That's yeah. awesome. I've been last time I went to Nashville, I finally got to go down to what is it, Beale Street there? Or no, Beale Street's Memphis. Um the main strip there in Nashville. Broadway. Broadway, there you go. I don't know why I called it Beale Street. I was looking at something in Memphis and for whatever reason. Whatever. I was finally got a chance to go down Broadway there. And just driving that half a mile, like you go down the road and then you take a left and you got like that half mile area right there. And just listening to the music from my car. We shut everything off in the car. We rolled down the windows and it's just like from the start to the end, just yeah. music everywhere. And it's almost like a mini Vegas. Like yeah. A- yeah. Very true. And then it was one of those deals where it's like, okay, well we need to park. We need to go into one of these places and just like take it all in. Mm-hmm. And it was like 20 bucks to park for the hour. And it's like, Mm. Uh, I'm good. Um, I live in East Nashville. Okay. And I, I don't like to go downtown like that. Like it reminds me of like Chicago and the part I didn't like about Chicago. Yeah. Um it, it's just like a lot of party. It's a lot of party, just like I don't know. But it 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 gets it gets really wild that I'm just not into that kind of scene. Um, but East Nashville, if you ever go back, like I really recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little banged up with by a tor- tornado, so there's not like too much nightlife yeah. as there was. But East Nashville is that, but more local, and just people are so friendly. Like, yeah. oh my god, like the southern hospitality compared to northern hospitality is night and day. Like, yep. I met people when I was visiting Nashville. Um, so I went to this bar and instead of like individual tables, they had just long benches. Yeah. And like, you're just kind of like forced to mingle with people. Yeah. And I ended up just meeting people that I'm like friends with now and I hang out, hang out with now. Nice. It, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I, I'm hoping next time we go out to Nashville, it'll be one of those situations where we, cause every time like thing with live and amplified, when we go on a trip, we're there to work. Like mm-hmm. we've only got like all of us, we work day jobs. So when we take four days and go on a trip, we have four days to get as much content and everything that we need. Yeah. And it's like, I can't wait for that day that we can go spend 10 days in Nashville and we don't have to work 10 days straight. It's like, Oh, Hey, we got two I days. Mean, like next time you come through, let's, let's definitely do something if you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, we have this. Pl- we work with this place, uh, Diamond Soundstage or Diamond Sound Studio. Um, they have like a bunch of practice facility. Like they have one big area, and then they like have a bunch of little practice facilities in there. So we'll go yeah, in. And, it sounds familiar. Yeah, there. I, I mean, Nashville has a whole bunch of places like that, but you know from what we saw they had the best prices as far as what we needed to accomplish mm-hmm. but 
um, you know, just like even like the week in total that I've spent out in Nashville, it's like, holy cow. Like it's just nothing like I've ever seen. And just like the bands that we've met and gotten to hang out with, like I still talk to about 80% of the bands we've ever worked with out in Nashville, just even like just on some friend stuff, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? How's your mom? How's your, you know, how's your, and it's just like, that's the thing I love about Nashville. It's very friendly. Yeah. It reminds me of Virginia. Um, when it comes to that like southern hospitality friendliness yeah and it i i mean which is really interesting that that's a very common thing in nashville because everybody i've ever met in nashville is not from nashville yeah totally they're from new york they're from boston they're you know from everywhere under the sun no one's from nashville yeah um eventually i think people just catch on like when i first moved there um I was just like kind of like excited and I was just saying hi to like all my neighbors and stuff like that. And yeah. like, that's what like growing up in Virginia, like we do that. We just say hi, just say yeah. hi. Yeah. So I was just saying hi. And like one time I just said hi uh, to someone too much, I guess. And uh, this guy came up to me and was like, why are you saying hi to my wife? I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was I, like, I, I've definitely been in that situation before, especially like, in Chicago, that was a huge issue. Like I was, I came back after college, like going to school in Southern Illinois is a lot of the same tendencies. Hey, you just say hi to everybody. And I went to Chicago and I was just kind of went back through my old stomping grounds and I was just kind of saying hi to everybody and somebody got pissed at me. And I'm like, oh, I forgot where I'm at. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's aggressive, but I'm hoping it's just because everyone's cold. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but um so where do you ultimately want to take your music like what what's the grand plan i know you you've mentioned that you play with a band or that you have a band that you play with right um for the most part well or Nick is it just is my soul like that is my like main focus when it comes to uh music okay um when I said a band, um, they play, when we play live, they play okay. for me, if that makes sense, yeah. yeah. I don't have, like, any, like, art, artistry as a collective. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, it's basically when you get a big enough show that can support a full band. Yeah. Or the pay supports having a full band, you know? Yeah. Cool. And, um so ultimately what's your goal would you do you you mentioned that you kind of maybe want to go back to chicago but where do you ultimately want to take your music you know what's the uh, big goal um so i definitely want to do as much as i can i want the main thing with uh my my personal music is i do want people to relate to it i want to I create, I try to create moments that people can lose themselves in. Um, that's really important to me when I'm making it. So I want that to be the main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like a lot of my friends um, that I work with and just hang out with, like we're, we're all about the artist thing. Like we want to take it as far as we can. We want, well, I mean, we, we want the big dreams, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I would, 
like if one day like I can play the United Center, like please, like fingers crossed, like yeah. I would love that. Um, so that's like my goal is to be a performing artist, be a songwriter, um, but also a producer. Um, and I I like to take a take a step back and just like get into the other side of music uh, when it comes to writing and take a producer role. Um, I like to I like to help uh, other people write music. Um, and right now, at least at this moment, like producing is my main instrument. Mm. I don't even call it an instrument. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a producer, um, what's some advice you have for younger musicians that are maybe getting ready to either start recording music or they're starting to just even learn how to play music? What's some advice you have for them? Um, definitely music theory. It's intimidating, but it's going to help you so much. Mm. Music theory and like learning how to count beats. Um, for me, those were the biggest things. And those are like my like two biggest weapons in my arsenal when it comes to music is music theory and uh, practicing to a metronome, just like counting beats. Nice. Those two things. It's, it's just if you can get the basic of music theory, Mm-hmm. I think you're going to find yourself going far. And once you get into the studio situation, um, into a studio setting, that's going to help you be more productive in the studio. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but I don't want to keep you too much longer. I really appreciate you giving me the time to sit down and chat with you, learn a little bit more about you. You know, it's always, it's always interesting, especially with the way we have everything set up now I get very little context to who the musician is other than what I could find on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I always get a little nervous before the interview. It's like, well, <laughs> what happens this, if this, this person, can really hold the converse, you, you know, I, well, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, this conversation went really well. I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, when you're not, I, I kind of want to leave, with something a little bit more fun and lighthearted. So I'm going to kind of ask you a few random questions. Sure. Um, when you're not playing music, what are you doing? Um, I am probably playing video games. I play a game called Rainbow Six Siege. It's a tactical first-person shooter, like, search and destroy game. And, like, you have to get, like, a headset so you can hear your surrounding sounds. I am oh, wow. very much in the community of Rainbow Six Siege, and I... I like keep up with it. Like I'm very into that game. Like if I could, like that's my like second thing to do. That is awesome. Pineapple. Does it deserve to be on a pizza or does it belong on a pizza? I think it can go on a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guilty pleasure song that you're currently listening to. Oh my God. Um, it's too many, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm I'm into Phil Collins. Like, I'll listen to any song by Phil Collins. I'm just gonna that, say Phil Collins. That's not really guilty pleasure, though. Phil Collins. You're so is like, right. Oh, You're so right. Um, I was I was like half expecting you to say like Old Town Road or something. 
Like just Oh no. Uh but Panini kind of slaps. Okay. Actually, my buddy parlaying back to the film career, I have two friends that I met in New Mexico. They worked on that uh music video. Really? Yeah. The the one one of them was like the camera assistant and the other one did like all the color grading and stuff like that. So that's super cool. Yeah. Um I I don't know how I feel about Old Town Road, but I think Lil Nas X like I think he's a funny guy and like like good for him. Good for him for like doing so well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But um other than that, what um where can uh people find you on social media? Where can they find the music video once it drops, you know, all that fun stuff? Yeah, so um Social media, it's either uh, Nick Day underscore, that's N-I-K-D-E underscore, or it's uh, Nick Day USA. Um, the music video, um, you'll definitely, if you look for me on YouTube, you'll definitely see it there, but it's uh, premiering on a channel called Space Untravel. Okay, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to thank take this chance, uh, thank you one last time for uh jumping on this and uh, doing the live stream with us. It was really awesome, really good conversation, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in, and we will see you guys later.